Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the train stop, your, I guess, one-stop shop for all bullet making news. I don't know, I guess. You could stop multiple places. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be offended. But we're probably the best. So I, I why mean, go anywhere else? We're not we're not biased or anything. My no. name is Anish. That's Steve. Glad to be here. As I, always. I know, it's great. I've uh it's been an interesting time since our last uh, since our last podcast. When was the last it was well it, before. right before I think it was right before the IU game. That's right. So right with the second oh, IU game, yeah. the one in Assembly Hall where uh, you know, not nice things happen. Miserable. But we can go from there. What do you think? What are your impressions of uh, how we finished the season? Um, uh, kind of how I thought we would. Average. Sure. I inconsistent. Know, right. I mean, we. I mean, after the Iowa game, that was we had that run against Michigan. Yeah, that's really right. That's fun. right. That's right. That was a great game to watch, but we came short. Uh, good game against Wisconsin too. Really good game against Wisconsin. Beat them at Wisconsin. That was. That's kind of what I, you know, all the kids seem like they're, or not kids, but all the younger guys seem like, <laughs> edit that part out. All the youngins. <laughs> We're just talking, apparently Steve enjoys uh, enjoys some fiber gummies. Fiber gummies, uh, a bowl of oatmeal with blueberries <laughs> and three to four cups of coffee to start the day. We're so old. We're, We're such <laughs> old people. We're 23 and 24. <laughs> Already oh. eating them fiber gummies and, and hey, you gotta get it. You gotta get a good start when you're. That's young. true. You gotta stay regular. Being regular is important. You gotta stay regular, my friend. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, back to Purdue. <laughs> uh, the Wisconsin game uh, was great. The Michigan game was great. It was the Michigan game was disappointing, but for mm-hmm. a great reason. I mean, like I it can was live like with a, the outcome. Exactly. It was. It was like what we're kind of used to when. Right. You know when we fall short in games, which is kind of refreshing. It's nice. Yeah, that it was bringing us back to our old stomping grounds. Exactly, like we have expectations and we think we can beat these teams. What I really enjoyed was Tyrone was in a pretty big funk for a while. Mm-hmm. Just he was scoring, you know, but he was taking a lot of shots to get his points. Just was turning the ball over, making foolish decisions. But that Wisconsin game was kind of a you know a rebirth for him rising from the ashes like yeah, a phoenix and he just <laughs> he just went nuts after that and michigan was michigan I, that game, was he was he loves playing michigan oh he was when Tyrone out. plays michigan he just goes crazy and it was good to see that side of him but then you know when we enter the big 10 tournament he's just non-existent against a really pitiful nebraska team you know and i i but the whole team was in general i put some stock into the big 10 tournament but you know, I, I put as about as much into it as the big as the uh, selection committee does. Like, I, I it's yeah. it's a tournament. It'd be really nice. It's it was fun when we won it. Um, you know, but we didn't we didn't show up. We didn't put no. forward that effort. Coach Painter was a little um, was a little annoyed. Oh yeah, but um, it, I can't blame him either. But, I was annoyed watching. But the highs of the Wisconsin and Michigan game, I thought that was, and um, the the Minnesota game at the end of the season. Yeah, those were all. You know, that was. I think that was a good way to end the season. A good solid way to end the season. I'm glad that we took the the uh, CBI Invitational, the first Big Ten team mm-hmm. to take a CBI Invitational. I'm glad we did, so that that Nebraska game wasn't. You know, that last taste yeah. we got of the season. Yeah, it's uh, you know, people are kind of. Make poking fun, but I honestly think this is. I mean, look at VCU; they won the CBI. Pittsburgh won the CBI a few years back. Butler was in the CBI, CBI last year, right? Uh, followed like right on the back of of two national title games. Yeah, I mean, you know, just postseason experience of any sort is great for a young team like this. And That's what I think. It's it, just more. It's more weeks spent with Coach Painter, just pounding his message and style play into the young guys' heads. You know, good for them to figure out what they need to do, and it's you know you can 
Couldn't be better for these guys. There are two quotes that uh, Coach Painter had. The first is, you know, he was asked by, by um, I think, one of the Journal and Courier reporters about why Purdue took the invita- inv- invitation to play in the CBI. And Coach Painter said he, he wants his players to, quote, work on the culture of playing hard every day. And Painter said that he will not use his underclassmen any less just because this isn't the NCAA. Um, often people who do who are in either the NIT or the CBI don't use their upperclassmen because they know that right. you know they're gonna they're gonna either not be here next year or he wants to work on his underclassmen. But Coach Painter's gonna treat this like any other Big Ten game, which is great. I think it's a great oh, great way it. to come to it. That's a great mindset to have. It builds team. It just shows how much he cares about the team in general. Like, and, as of now, in molding any of these guys, and that's a good. Once the players see that, the younger guys, you know, maybe understand that it's about playing his team and not his individuals and everyone has their role and, and it's good it's really good for dj bird and, and uh, drew anthrop mm-hmm. i mean it's good to have them uh, you know a semi-meaningful game i guess if we can call the cbi meaningful but it's a yeah. it's, i guess it's a state of mind like it's something yeah. you get you have something to play for and it, right now it's kind of just pride and bragging light rights and experience and I, I you know and i think dj's earned it i think drew's definitely earned it oh yeah so i you know i'm happy for him i'm i'm looking forward to it i'll definitely definitely be watching hopefully um listeners will be too and readers yeah you know, i mean there's you know too. it's been a very up and down and frustrating season but i'm you know i'm gonna take as much purdue basketball as i can get even though it's been ugly for sure. And um, another person I kind of wanted to touch on the end of the season, uh, I think my last quarter of the season MVP, Sandy Marchuch. Well, I had a lot of friends who were just Good believing Lord. that we could ride the Chooch train all the way to the I Big Ten title. He is, oh man, he was what I wanted him to be all season. Because I remember I saw him play in the uh, alumni versus current team mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. and he just wowed me. Granted, you know, it was an inter squad scrimmage. But he played exceptionally well down the stretch. Smart, tough defense, you know, committed good hard fouls yeah, when I he needed it. to. That's what I love. We don't have enough guys that do that. Not enough guys in NCAA do that anymore. <laughs> they if, just hack them. Yeah, just, the just hack them. That's how it's meant to be played. Just look in the 90s and all those guys and just – that was when basketball was beautiful. Didn't Sandy have a great um, Italy trip as well? Yeah, he was – I mean, he was our leading rebounder, I believe, and was mm-hmm. getting a double double, if not close to it, about each game. Because I feel like we were pretty high on Sandy. Yeah, uh, we the were. First couple episodes, and and, and then, then we came crashing then, down. You know, then the huge, <laughs> the huge train derailed, derailed a little quickly. bit. Had to stop for a little more coal. I guess I don't know what trains run on, right? Coal. Yeah, we I should probably know. I feel like Boilermakers should know. It's on diesel, really. I think so. I I don't I, know. Does don't that know. sound right? Maybe. I mean, I feel like coal was good in, you know, when we were building the railroad tracks in the uh, I mean, late 80s, late, 1800s, eight, I mean. Like, <laughs> the, the late 1800s. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe it does run on diesel. We're not engineers, we're so not, we're not supposed to know these things. I, I am an engineer. Okay, well. But I don't, I don't make, tr- I, I'm not a literal boilermaker, so I guess I don't know. Yeah. Anybody who knows, please contact us. But we can be corrected. I don't know. Maybe we can look it up on, on Wikipedia, but we're a little lazy. Moving on. <laughs> uh, Ray Davis was great the last couple of games. Tyrone Johnson, like you said, was great the last couple of games. Um, but Painter was not happy with our big man, A.J. No, Hammonds. As he should be. He uh, Hammonds, I think after that, at Northwestern game, mm-hmm. way back when, he took a tremendous step back. That was when he was late to the bus, right? Late to the bus and did not play at all he just he was not invested in that game played oh. one of the worst defenses i've ever seen and 
ever since then, he's just been kind of lazy and, you know, not invested in the game. But I, there was – I can't remember who it was. I want to say it was against Michigan when they played here. Uh, he was getting pretty into the game, and I saw him hit the deck for a couple of uh, sure, loose sure. balls. So, you know, you see glimpses of it, and it's like we've talked about all season. You just never know what you're going to get from A.J. Hammonds. Yeah. Um, Coach Painter had a couple um, quotes on him, and there were a couple writers that had quotes on him. Phil Richards from the IU Star, uh, the Indy Star, I'm sorry, had a good profile about uh, AJ Hammonds. It was surprisingly good, considering it was, uh, you know, in the Indy Star. Uh, but one section of it I thought was pretty, um, pretty good summation of mm-hmm. what we all think of AJ Hammonds right now, and hope and his potential but just his frustrating nature aj would have been content growing up in front of a television cartoon network and animal planet were his passions not basketball he played the latter because as a 6-4 hoosier sixth grader he was expected to that's pretty spot on it actually when i was growing up i see a lot of my young steve landry self (laughs) current aj hammonds because i was the biggest kid sure and, you know, I was pretty chunky, but I was also, like, I think in middle school, I was, like, six foot one. Nice. Yeah, but I didn't play any sports because I just, you know, I was content with Pokemon and Dude, no judgment. No judgment was coming you from here. You know, uh, Ding Dongs and Twinkies were pretty <laughs> in back then, too. But, you know, if your mind is not in the game and you're just playing it just because, you know, you have been forever or you're expected big. to and you're yeah. big. The passion is going to be hard to find, but you know we've seen it a few times with him. Uh, Coach Izzo on uh, AJ Hammonds, he's probably got to get a motor. I saw a couple dunks Izzo said uh, in the Indiana game late, and I said, "Oh my god!" But every kid, every younger kid's got to get their motor going more. When you get a big guy, it usually takes a little bit longer. And uh, when asked about it, Coach Painter said, "Tom Izzo knows a thing or two about what he's talking about. Right. Those final four trips didn't grow on trees." <laughs> so uh, it's clear that it, Tom Izzo thinks pretty highly of uh, AJ Hammonds. Yeah. But um, and I mean, Dan Dockich raves about him every time he watches Purdue play, or you know, is calling. I feel like almost any Big Ten game I've called, sure. or I mean, I've watched, and Dan Dockich is calling it. He will bring back AJ Hammonds. Because he always he thinks he's going to be the Big Ten Player of the Year next year, if not the year after that. He also brings up Cody Zeller every time he talks. Cody true. Zeller and Victor Oladipo every time he broadcasts the game, but that's a different story. Yeah, he claims um, he's not biased, but I mean, you can say that. Yeah. Um, Coach Painter was pretty frustrated with AJ Hammonds. Put him on the bench. Put Sandy in front of him. Um, was just sending quote sending him a message. Thought Mar- Sandy played hard in the last two games. Said Coach Painter. Um, and he thought A.J. Hammond's effort has been inconsistent. And something pretty scathing, I believe this was after the Iowa loss, which was which was really frustrating in the mm-hmm. middle there, um, you know, right before Wisconsin, Michigan, and right. Minnesota. Uh, Coach Painter, I've got to do a better job finding 13 guys on scholarship. Yeah, that was, that was kinda, a blow to the team. I mean, I, you know. That's been that's been a frequent criticism of Coach Painter is that he, for the last couple of years, and especially during the big three, mm-hmm. you know, Robbie, JJ, and Etwan era, he didn't do a great job recruiting, no, not and at now all. it's coming to bite him. Um, you know, he we had a couple big misses. It's not like we didn't aim high, but it's like right. we had a couple big misses, and they hurt us. And we just, you know, we had great role players throughout that time, but that's all we really recruited was role player yeah. guys. You know, three point shooters. Guys that can rebound okay but can't score, mm-hmm. or guys that you know are can play 
anywhere from guys, yeah. eight to 15 minutes, but mm-hmm. not do anything that's really going to help us win. So he's he's been taking an increased effort on focus. Next year we got Steven Smotherman and uh, and Bryson Scott coming in. Uh, we'll we'll do a little more about them next time. I love but, all uh, three of those guys. Just I'm pretty excited. High high motors. I'm really excited. So now we touched on Purdue. We kind of we we summed up the end of the season. We're kind of looking at Big Ten awards. We're giving our own Big Ten awards. We're critiquing what uh, the the media and uh, the coaches thought mm-hmm. of their players and. Um, yeah, we can go for there. First, we'll start at traditional awards, and then we'll go and do a, a little bit of non-traditional awards that we Something just kind of came uh, up with. cooked up with over the past couple weeks. So, player of the year, given to Trey Burke, what was your selection? Uh, I did, when I sent in my selections for Hammer and Rails, I had Victor Oladipo, and I think either way, you can't go wrong sure. with either player. Both, when they get the ball in their hands in the last couple minutes of the game, you know they're going to do everything in their power to win. But I I think going with Trey Burke is completely fine. You know, he had huge games where he would come back and help his team win. Uh, you know, he could easily be the player of the year mm-hmm. in the whole NCAA. And, you know, is I believe the best point guard in the nation. I think it's very deserving. Your thoughts? Um, I voted for Burke. Um, but this, if you remember, this was released right after Michigan versus IU. Mm-hmm. That basically sealed up uh, the Big Ten regular season title for IU. Right. And um, Oladipo played out of his mind. Oh, yeah. When he gets going, it's just he's fun to watch. You know, I don't think he can go wrong. Uh, I wouldn't be upset if you gave it to Oladipo just based on the fact that he progressed so far from even last year, from a year ago. Well, I just remember when he came in as a freshman, I thought this kid was going to be nothing more than, you know, a defensive-minded guy because he was just so athletic and lanky. But he, I mean, he completely evolved his game. Yeah, he did. And, uh, you know, he's – I really like watching him. I really enjoy watching him play. But I hate his arrogance the way he smiles at the camera. But, I mean, you got to – I think he's going to be – when he gets to the NBA, you know, he's no doubt going to be a lottery pick. He's going this year. He's going this year. He's – I think he'll be like a Tony Allen type of player, like really defensive-minded but can score. sure. Um, Troy Burke, though, a little more electrifying. He's he's uh, been just as consistent. Oh, yeah. I think he's carried a very, very young team in Michigan um, to the heights that they were at. I and mean, outside I of him I, and Tim Hardaway, there's not really a set score. You know, yeah. Guys will step up here and there, but those two, they were that Michigan team. So I'd take Trey Burke. Um, I think I think the Big Ten and the, the, um, the writers did a good job mm-hmm. of that one. Um, third place, I'm pretty sure it's just by consensus to Sean Thomas. Yeah, I mean, the dude gets buckets. For sure. Uh, your first team. So actually, we'll go with, the first team that the writers and the AP gave, they gave uh, Victor Oladipo, Cody Zeller, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway, and Deshaun Thomas. And uh, I think the media agreed, except they put in Aaron Kraft instead of Tim Hardaway. Your thoughts, Stephen? I agree with everything but uh, Tim Hardaway it's and Aaron Kraft. Pretty weak. Both are great players, but first team, I completely disagree. No. I thought Trevor Mbakwe okay. should have been first team because he carried that Minnesota team. He was their heart and soul. You know, he started coming off the bench, but then when Big Ten play came around, he went nuts. I yep. mean, he manhandled Cody Zeller. You know, he just put up so many big games. He's athletic, kind of undersized for a power forward. He is. 
But, I mean, just, you know, his sheer will to dominate is what led that team to success. And he also came back from a pretty vicious injury yeah. last year. And, I mean, and we all know about ACL injuries around here. And that's yeah. why I, I like him Bakwe a lot. A lot sure. of people don't like him. But I really do, you know, appreciate a guy that works hard and can come back from something like that. You're not going to hear an argument from me. Um, I think four of those are pretty, pretty obvious selections: mm-hmm. Burke, Thomas, Oladipo, and Zeller. Um, very well deserving of yeah, first team. Absolutely. That last spot. Um, when I thought about, I I'd be okay with Mbakwe, mm-hmm. um, but it between for me. It was between Mbakwe and a player I know you aren't the biggest fan of, Brandon Paul of Illinois. I like Brandon Paul. I thought that he reached some highs at the beginning, at the first half of the Big Ten season that only were matched by Trey Burke. Um, I'd I'd reward him because if that second half of the season, or if that first half of the season was in the second half, everybody would be talking about him going into the tournament. So I I think he deserves it. He did some phenomenal things. When he is on, he just cannot. His jump shot is beautiful. He goes nuts. We'll talk about that later. I love watching uh, watching Brandon Paul. But when he's when his shot is off, he is just he's so broke. (laughs) I mean, he can't hit anything. When uh, who did they play at the end of the year? They played us. It? They played um, some of the bigger teams. They played, you know, they played yeah. IU. They played Wisconsin. I think it. I think it's when they played Wisconsin. Either when they played Wisconsin or Ohio State, he just could not hit a shot. Or maybe it was no, it was IU. Yeah, IU. He just couldn't do anything because I mean, you know, he had all a depot on him, and obviously, you know. Can't do too much against him. I mean, it's when Oladipo's when Oladipo's checked in, which is a lot of the time. You can't really do much. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I I had Brandon Paul um, on mine, but I wouldn't be upset with him. By the way, I didn't. Hardaway wasn't wasn't on it. Your second team, real quick. Um, I had Brandon Paul, Tim Hardaway Jr., Gary Harris, Adrian Payne, and Jared Berkran. And mine was Aaron Kraft, Adrian Payne, Trevor Mbakway, Tim Hardaway, and Jared Berkran. We pretty much agree on everything. I think we had the same uh, 10 players in, in the first and second team. Mm-hmm. We just switched uh, Brandon Paul and Trevor Mbakway. The media didn't agree. Um, the Where they, they switched, they had Gary Harris um, on here. Um, you know, they had Keith Appling, but for the most part, I think everybody knows yeah. that there's, there are pretty much tears in the big 10. I'm, uh, I'm really excited for Adrian Payne and what he could become. Granted, I'm not going to be when we play him, Yeah, but exactly. he is, I like watching Payne. He's sure. got, he's got toughness to him. He's developed an outside shot. I mean, he's lanky. He's strong, even though he's, he looks skinny, but he holds his own against the bigger guys. And mm-hmm. if he can develop handles, like ball handling skills, he'll be almost unstoppable. He's a great athlete. Play that kind of combo guard, yeah. you know, combo swingman role. Mm-hmm. Um, your third team. Uh, I had Keith Appling, Tyrone Johnson, Aaron Kraft, Devin Marble, Roy Devin Marble, excuse me, and Christian Watford. Uh, yeah, I, I had uh, pretty much the same thing. Um, actually, I had exactly the same thing. Uh, minus Aaron Kraft, I put him on my on my uh, on my second team, but. Who'd you have for the fifth person? Uh, for the fifth person, I had Appling, TJ, Gary Harris. Oh, Gary Harris. Oh, okay. So we switched. Yeah. Um, you know, Tyrone did, uh, you know, for all the Purdue listeners, we're right. trying to focus on the Tyrone Johnson part of this. Um, I think he was Purdue's most consistent player. I think he's going to be a pretty good senior leader next year, mm-hmm. um, a more traditional senior leader because we're going to rely on him for a lot of the scoring load um, or at least a very consistent scoring load, very much reminiscent right. of what 
um, what we relied on with Etwan Moore. Uh, you know, he would always give us that 18, 19 points yep. a game. So I think that's what we can expect from Tyrone Johnson next year. I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, he, he plays pretty good defense, too. And we can, oh, yeah. we can expect him to, you know, lock down their maybe second best defender third best guy you know mm-hmm. sometimes the first sure he'll, he'll always give someone a run for money he always played pretty well against trey burke which was uh you know, i was pretty nice. excited yeah. i liked it i, I mean that too. was a big part of the michigan game that yeah. we, when we played so tyrone you know he's just an all-around great ball player but i hope next year he works more so on his three-point shot which that we need that That'll i know be huge and uh you know he's got that floater he can drive and get to the basket he needs to be more consistent on his free throws which he's gotten better every year so I think we can expect that. You know, I, I, you know, I'm uncomfortable with him being. I am that too. Senior leader, and you know, I going into this year, I just wasn't so unsure about you know Bird, but and with Tyrone, I, I pretty much know we know what we're going to get from Tyrone. It's going to get somewhere from probably like you know, maybe 15 to 16 points sure. at best, five rebounds, mm-hmm. handful of assists, steal steals. Um, I think that. DJ Bird put a lot more pressure on him that yeah. on himself. He tried to be, you know, he tried to bring that toughness of Chris Kramer. He tr- tried to bring, um, you know, put the scoring load on his back like Robbie Hummel. Mm-hmm. Um, the consistent yeah. three pointing of Ryan, three point exactly three point shooting of Ryan. I and I don't think that that's him. I think that he can. He's a very streaky three point shooter, mm-hmm. and when he's on, we tend to win. Yeah. Um. We, you know, when him and Tyrone are on, we tend to win. Um. And I think he's always been that energy guy, mm-hmm. you know, very reminiscent just, of the effort that Chris Kramer brought. Mm-hmm. But I don't—he's not a number one scoring option. No, he's yeah. I mean, he's the type of guy where you come into a game and you're like, DJ, we need you to do this and do it well. Like just as how he played against Draymond Green a few years back. Sure. I, I bring that up a lot, but that just—it'll just always blow that's me away how a six-five, if that. You know, little guy, a little guard guarded, you know, six, seven, 250 mm-hmm. pound Draymond Green and just shut him down. Well, so he's just, he's just a hard nosed blue collar guy. But love he, yeah, I mean, I, you know, we have given him quite a hard, bit of a hard time on here, but, yeah. you know, expectations were too high with himself and of all of Purdue Nation, I'd say. We'll, we'll go over, we'll give end of season grades the next time at the end of, uh, you know, the, the sadly last edition of the train stop. But um, hopefully we have a few more. We'll just see if we Purdue will keep winning. More. Sure. Let's hope it. In the CBI, yeah. let's keep going. Maybe we'll do a women's basketball podcast. Hey, no. that's an okay. No, that's not. <laughs> we're not doing it. We could take it to baseball. Ooh, I don't know. We could make a trip. To, we can make a trip to the baseball fields. The new, oh, I've, uh, I haven't seen it since it's been re- Alexander uh, Field. Is that what it's called? Yeah, uh, it's dollar two dollars. Z- Xanderfield. Xanderfield. Thank you. <laughs> I th- that'd be fun. That'd be yeah. a fun uh, train stop trip. Maybe we could do a women's game too. Maybe we could check stuff out. Yeah, you know, I I think they have a chance to make a good run. Obviously, well, are they're they a four seed. I I believe. I don't know. I think they're a four or five seed. That sounds um, right. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I think they they won't win because they don't have Brittany Griner on it, their team. But you know, <laughs> she. Oh I wish they would. That'd be awesome if they won. If oh yeah, I'd definitely be there. I'd definitely be in Harry's. I, I'd go to Harry's and watch it. But um, yeah, maybe 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 we'll go to a game. We'll watch the games. We'll do a little segment on yeah. on the women's team the next. We'll uh, cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, first six man of the year. Uh, I believe the media gave it to Will Sheehy. Uh, okay. yeah i mean honestly i feel the big 10 is pretty inconsistent with quality six men truthfully you know i mean other i hate i mean will she is hands down 
he's my most hated player in all we'll of college that. basketball. We'll go over right. that. But, I mean, he's the most deserving. But, well, according to the media, I thought Wisconsin's Sam Decker, the sure. freshman, I agree. was the most deserving. Like, that kid came in and had huge games. Look what he did against IU in the Big Ten tournament. He was phenomenal. Played well. Uh, played a lot of great games. Uh, I'm trying to remember when he blew up. Maybe it was when they played Michigan. Sure. I don't know. It was. But, I think it was. Uh, you know, not quite at the end of the season, but right. almost there. But Bo Ryan is so selective with his freshmen. You know, he's always generally redshirting guys or had them do something. But look at his recruiting page. He's got a pretty gooberish picture yeah. of there. He is not a. He's not a good looking yeah. guy. Yeah, he's perfect for uh, Wisconsin. Oh, he's a total Bo Ryan guy. I know. What's crazy is he wasn't really highly recruited by anyone other than Wisconsin. I know, but uh, you look at his scouting grades. They had him here really high. Yeah. Yeah, 97 a, overall. Yeah, I don't um I'm not sure whether he slipped through the cracks or whether he just committed really early to uh to Wisconsin. I mean, he's from Wisconsin, so that very well could have been it. So it says he uh committed in 2010, so I guess it was fairly early in his college career. Um so people step back and he took a great step uh step forward. He'll definitely be le- be a leader for Wisconsin oh, yeah. going forward. Um, and then your freshman of the year, I don't think there's really Gary Harris. Gary you you got to give it to That's him. It. Um, do you have other freshmen that you liked in the big 10? Oh, maybe you're all freshman team. I can give you mine. I get Gary Harris, AJ Hammonds, uh, Yogi, Kevin Farrell, uh, Glenn Robinson, the third. And I had Nick Stauskas. I thought, um, Stauskas was great. Stauskas was really good. I, uh, I agree pretty much with, excuse me, with everyone on that, uh, roster. Although, I'm kind of indifferent about Glenn Robinson because he, you know, he's a small forward, but he had to play a lot of power forward because when Stauskas came on, he was a small forward and Hardaway and Burke were the guards. But I don't know. Glenn Robinson had some great games, but then you just had some – he was just non-existent on the floor. Kind of remind you of A.J. Hammonds. A little bit, yeah. But I think it was more so not his mentality, just he had to play against bigger guys and couldn't really find a, a set role. But I I agree with all those. I My bias wants me to put – Rafael Davis on there too, mm-hmm. just because what he did at the end of the season was sure. phenomenal. And I I love I'm so high on this guy, but I I would agree with uh, the list you have there. I think uh, I think Purdue got themselves a winner in Davis. Absolutely. Not, you know, um, along with Tyrone Johnson, we call it senior leadership, but it's it not doesn't necessarily come from just the seniors. I think Davis will be oh, I one mean, of the big guys. Next there were year. articles coming out already about how he was getting guys to go into the lo- or the gym, you know. After practice, before practice, get extra shots in, you know, use up free time on the weekends. I think I read a painter quote that said he doesn't give um, playing time to players that, you know, show up at 3 o'clock and leave at 5.30. Yeah, I read that too. And Davis is definitely not one of those guys. He singled Davis out. He singled Travis Carroll out. He singled um, towards the end of the season, Sandy Marchuch, for for putting in that extra effort Mm -hmm. and looking good in practice. Uh, I think it was that was more to call out AJ Hammonds uh, and and Lawson. Yeah. So Lawson kind of lost some playing time at the end of the season, and that's why. Mm-hmm. Um, back to the awards, Coach of the Year. Uh, it was given to Bo Ryan. I completely agree. I thought Bo Ryan um, somehow, as just as always, j- turned gold out of absolutely nothing. He's got the golden touch. I really love what he does. I love that he sticks to 
his playing style, his really yep. ugly playing style, even though you know everybody gets on him for that. But oh, I he mean, beats what? people. He's got IU's number this year. This he's got IU's number for the past five years. It, Granted, well, they weren't it wasn't good, really. It was really hard to have his number, but I mean, yeah, he I. I have the utmost respect for Bo Ryan, and I would love if Purdue kind of became a program like that. Absolutely. You know, just blue collar, grit and grind. I think and, that's Painter's vision too. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not pretty whatsoever. And I, you know, being from Bloomington, I had so many people blowing up social media just saying, uh, "Get out of here, Bo Ryan!" With this high school type of type of play, and I just thought that was the dumbest thing ever. Like, who cares? He wins. Yeah, he wins. He's a great coach. You know, won Big Ten Coach of the Year a couple times. Anyway, he's deserving. I think he's I think he's pretty deserving. Do you agree? Would you have given your coach of the year vote to him? Originally, I picked Tom Izzo because I thought Izzo did a great job as well. But looking back, I wish I would have gone with Bo Ryan. Sure. Um, I mean, those are the best two coaches in the Big Ten. Are we are we pretty much in agreement on that? Right now, they've been great. I uh, Thad Mata gets a nod too. Thad, I liked yeah, I liked sure. Mata a lot this year. Outside of Deshaun Thompson, Aaron Kraft, I did not think they had no, much either. at all. You, you know, they had some athletic guys. They had good role players, but that's about it. I was pretty – in our preseason predictions, I was pretty doubtful of what Ohio State could bring I to the table. I thought they were extremely overrated. But, you know, um, Deshaun Thomas carried him. Aaron Kraft is a, a beast. He's – I used to – I well, I still hate on him a little bit because he plays great defense, but he does a lot of fouling. Absolutely. But, I mean – the defense outweighs the fouls, and he's a good he's a good floor leader, and he's basically Thad Mata on the court, which is exactly mm-hmm. what you want your point guard to be. Much very reminiscent of a bigger um, Lou Jack, I think. Yeah, like a taller Lou Jack, I guess. Taller and stouter. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, I, I I like the job that Thad Mata did, but I think Bo Ryan um, gets my nod. So, mm-hmm. we're pretty much done with the traditional awards. Let's have a little fun here. Let's go with the biggest doucher award in the Big Ten. Awarded to the player with the most punchable face. I feel like we're not going to argue over this one. Nope. This was a uh, – he ran – it was a landslide runaway. Uh, this award goes out to the one and only Will Sheehy. Has a has a chest tattoo. Just a total scumbag. The guy that will flex his muscles and kiss his bicep at the end of a play. Only when he wins, though. Only, only when, when he wins. He does well. When he does not play well, he can be – Frankly, he's a little bitch. He's a little bitch. So, I had uh, he he reminds me of something that rem, uh, that rhymes with uh, punt or hunt. I think I know what you're talking about. I he's not my favorite player in the world. I really don't like him. I think he's grossly overrated. I I I will give him credit for the game he had against Purdue. I don't think he missed a shot. He no, was he just went on nine fire. for nine. I think. Um, you know, I, I something like twenty points, five rebounds, five assists, something real, a very good line. But um, but in our in his yeah. in our defense, we're not that good this year. No, yeah, screw all she he. I hate him. Yeah. Biggest Doucher Award. Congratulations. I had the runner up going to Wisconsin's Mike Bruzewitz. Okay, okay. I've, I have not liked Bruzewitz since day one. He, I respect him as a player, though. I think he's a good he's player. A, he's, he's very, rips, uh, very like, um, he's very like Joakim Noah, Chris Kramer. Like exactly. you love having him on your team, but like, you hate him if you're playing absolutely. him. Absolutely. And the whole uh, Cosmo Kramer hair from Seinfeld <laughs> at the end of the season. Oh, that just—it's <laughs> kind of funny, but at the same time, if it were any other player, I'd probably like it. But when I saw it, I was just like, God damn it, Bruzewitz. I uh, my runner-up was Will Sheehy, because cause screw that guy. <laughs> Moving next, on. Next award, bitchiest coach. 
So awarded the most obnoxious whiny coach. Uh, you had it as a tie. I had a tie. I think I'd like to break this tie very using all of my bias. I don't give a shit. I using all of my bias. So Would you like me to go tie. first then or do you go want to go? Go ahead. I had a tie between Tom Crean and Mike Izzo. Izzo's facial expression yeah, expressions Mike, Tom are the Izzo? worst. What'd I say? Tom Izzo. Tom is <laughs> You're right there? Tom is a <laughs> The Korea Toms. The Toms. We're just picking the Toms. Anyway. I think I'll break my I think I'll break your tie and uh Tom Crane. We can pair him up with the biggest doochers and the bitchiest coach. I think we can go at that. Um also Tom Crane adjusts his uh his belt far too often. You know what I'm talking about? Have you not seen that? I don't know. I, I I don't think I really paid attention to that, but oh now I'm going to be God. looking out for it during the NCAA tournament. It's pretty sick. There's what a- I still can't get over is it looks like, is he chewing? Like, does he spit in a water bottle of, like, chewing tobacco, then that's, drink it? Because that very- looks so, whatever he <laughs> drinks, it just looks like poop water. It does. I know it's disgusting. And no one has, I swear, no one said anything <laughs> about this since his tenor at IU. I don't know if he did this at Marquette, but it's it really grosses me out. I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm sure about. it's like some kind of herbal tea that's good for your throat because yeah. the dude yells his head off. Yeah, but he's a Big Ten coach. I, he just, it looks like poop water. It does. It absolutely looks but like really, poop water. But really, he just, when he goes off, he just throws a little temper tantrum like a kid in Toys R Us that shit his pants sure. wanting new toys. Sure. He um, When he wins, he preens in front of the crowd. And he makes a big deal out of it. When he loses, he barely shakes the opponent's hand. Right, just storms blames, off the court. blames everybody except his team. Um, you know, I was talking to one of my really good and fairly sensible IU fan friends. And um, he said he really likes Tom Crean as a coach and a figurehead for the program because he's a good family guy. He's yeah. a great recruiter. Um you know, he does well with the press and all that and his, you know, the Twitter account and all that. Right. Um, but on the sidelines and after games and de- even coaching during the game, he's he's very much, you know, someone that IU kind of is a little more shaky about, yeah. I guess. Well, I've heard that the only coach in the Big Ten that actually likes and respects him is uh, Izzo. Because and that's only because, him, yeah, yeah, exactly. I heard that Bo Ryan just <laughs> hates the guy. <laughs> Which is fine. Good I for Bo. I hate him too. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, most fun player to watch. Uh, I feel like this is a pretty self-explanatory award. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with Victor Oladipo with with um, honorable mentions to Trey Burke, Brandon Paul, and Aaron Kraft. How about you? I would agree with Oladipo. My honorable mentions would be Burke as well. And Adrian Payne. I love watching Adrian Payne. And uh, Derek Nix. Derek Nix grew on me, too. Sure. He, uh, I love good post play. Mm-hmm. And Nix came such a long way. You know, because he played a lot when he was a freshman. Kind of fell into the uh, depths of the bench his sophomore year. Made a comeback junior year and then just played lights out this year. You know, he's got a great turnaround spin drive to the basket. Uh, just really learned how to use his body. I think um, – Kind of going off that point, there hasn't been a lot of fantastic post play coming out of the Big Ten. I feel no. like the only great post player we had this year was was uh, Cody Zeller. Right. Um, you know, A.J. Hammonds was very inconsistent. Um, Glenn Robinson was very inconsistent. Mbakwe was inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, even you know, um, Derek Nix, but right. he wasn't, you know, he's never been this force down no. low. Uh, but I think I agree with you. Derek Nix really grew on me. I also really liked uh, Aaron White 
and Ryan Evans. Yeah, sure. Evans for a, a guard forward. I mean, he's kind of a guy without a true position, just you know, a player. But he watching him in the Big Ten tournament was fun. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's got great posts. Can't really shoot. Definitely not free throws. No, absolutely. But I mean, he can be fun to watch, and I like Aaron White. I like Aaron White too. You know, it doesn't do anything too flashy, but the guy just plays so hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll add to that list. Um, you know, to that list of non Big Ten, non All Big Ten players that are really fun to watch. Uh, with the Illinois DJ Richardson, yeah. I really like Illinois DJ Richardson, kind of in the shadow of Brandon Paul and uh, you know his very his chucker like mentality. Right. But DJ Richardson was very um, consistent, a little more level headed than than Brandon Paul, and I yeah. just liked watching him play. I did too. You know he. Uh, when they got some pretty big wins, he contributed a lot too. Because I mean, him and Paul were just the scoring tandems. It was hey, a good team. I think I, I think I agree with you. So the most hated player uh, to watch, not personality wise, but just their game. Who would you say? For me, it's gotta be <laughs> it's gotta be Brandon Paul and Deshaun and Deshaun Thomas. Just because I can't stand guys who the instant they touch the ball, shoot. Regardless if it's it. like, you know, if it's a good shot, take it. But, you know, contested fadeaway threes, you know, you're coming off the screen and both guys are kind of in your face, you shoot. They just, uh, I swear every time they touch the ball, they shoot. And I never find myself really rooting for either team. But when I watch them, I'm just like, no, why are you doing that? <laughs> I love them. I First of all, I love watching both of them. Both, uh, Deshaun Thomas almost made my most fun player to watch in the no. Big Ten. It's a, he's amazing when he's on, especially the interplay with him and Aaron Kraft. Yeah. But I... I love Chuckers. I love watching Chuckers, especially when they get on point. It kills me. Um, but they carried their teams pretty far. Like, I mean, you know, Deshaun Thomas, Brandon Paul were pretty much the yeah. backbones of their teams. And I mean, you know, you got to take a lot of shots in their situation, sure. but it just that just kills me. Um, for me, it was the Michigan State uh, bigs other than Knicks. Um, there wasn't much yeah. talent down there. Um, but, I, you know, I – I can see what you're talking about where the future of their swingmen and their bigs is really good, but this year it was it was pretty frustrating to yeah. watch. Um, but, you know, they played Tom Izzo's system and they won. Right. Um, everybody on Wisconsin was pretty tough to watch, <laughs> not going to lie. I loved them winning, and if they were my team, I'd love them. But, jeez, oh, yeah. it's tough it's to watch. It's not them. fun. Well, I, I really enjoy watching. I don't know. Maybe that's just my mentality of watching, like, gritty – Almost high school like basketball, but I I love watching Bo Ryan's system at work. Sure, just you know slowing everything down, taking a shot the last second because you know it's good. Last you know couple touch passes, get it to the open guy. Just really unselfish basketball, but it's not flashy. There's not generally big plays that happen. Sure, um, and. Another player that sometimes I hated to watch, and I feel like all Purdue fans can back me up on this one, A.J. Hammonds, was pretty frustrating to watch. It's really hard when a player is given all the talent in the world and um, looks checked out. Especially in oh, in a black and gold jersey, it's very weird to Especially see. Especially when you he comes in and you just have the highest of expectations. You see what he can do, and then he just turns it off. It's it was yeah. miserable at times. It's yeah, it was pretty annoying. But I feel like we've we've talked about that. Yeah. Uh, biggest goober in the conference. Steve. I had I had a two way tie. 
between Purdue's Travis Carroll. I love Travis Carroll, but <laughs> he's a he's a goober. That beard. And then uh, uh, between or the second was Ohio State's. Uh, I don't even really know how to say his name. I'm a day, day of day of Ve? Ve, the the freshman from Italy. And the first time I saw him on the court, I was like, <laughs> "Is that Anderson Varejao?" He just he's got that long curly mane that just bops when he jogs up and down the court, sure. and he's not he's not bad. He's not a bad. Player. I didn't think he was too bad the few times I watched him, but every time I saw him, I was just like, "You, you look ridiculous." I'm gonna have to go with Sandy Marchuch. Chuch was on there too, but I figured Chuch. having two Purdue players. <laughs> Chuch is pretty much the biggest goober that I could ever see. I love watching him play. He's our goober though. But <laughs> there was there was one. What game was he really good? I think he was really good in the in the uh, Michigan game at home. And there was this one play where he was trying to save it on the baseline, but he was like six feet away from the ball and just kind of swiped <laughs> and fell over. It was amazing. I wanted somebody to just that oh. so bad. Uh, but those that does it for our um, for Obscure our awards. awards I, I you guess. know, I think that the Big Ten should give it out, and uh, I think Big Ten should give the dick of the year to Will Sheehy. Will Sheehy uh, should just win every negative award that there is, and I think everyone in the Big Ten outside of Bloomington would be fine with it. But we'll now move on to the uh, Western Illinois game, first round of the CBI at Mackey Arena mm-hmm. on Wednesday, uh, March 20th, right? Um, yes. What do you think? What, what do you... Uh, I think I think we should win this game. I honestly, mean, yeah. I you know I did a little research because I mean who knows anything about Western sure. Illinois, and they from what it looks like statistically they're a pretty good shooting team. But you look at their level of competition; they haven't played against anyone. We should dominate in the inside no on the glass. Their tallest guy was six eight or nine, I believe. Uh, yeah. So I mean, if we play if we play Big Ten style, just you know physical uh, drive to the hoop and whatnot. Like the way we played against Wisconsin, Michigan, and Minnesota, we should dominate. I think uh, I think I agree with you. It should be just like a non-conference game early in the mm-hmm. season, and there's no excuse for us not to win this. We should dominate the glass. We should dominate uh, the paint. AJ AJ Hammond should have a huge game. Oh yeah, Tyrone Johnson should have a great game penetrating. We didn't even talk about Ronnie Johnson no. um, today, but Ronnie should have a big game, just capitalizing yeah. on the fact that. Just, his skill level is so much higher it's, than yeah, anybody. This should be, a, I mean, a break for him after going against Aaron Kraft, Trey Burke, Farrell, all for those sure. guys. I mean, this this team, you know, I, I'm sure they're okay for their conference, but compared to the Big Ten, like this is a tremendous step backwards, and they should, you know, I hope they come in with the mentality that, you know, all right, we're going to kick this team's ass, not let up, instead yeah. of being like, oh, we're going to win. So I think um, – how far do you think uh, Purdue can go? I think that we can at least get to the finals, hopefully win it. I do too. I think winning it should definitely be our goal, as it should be for you know when you get into any postseason tournament. But I think this is a very realistic chance for us to win this. None of the teams are overwhelmingly tough. No, they're not. It's just like it's almost you know like playing an out of conference schedule at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, that one of those tournaments, uh, like a Maui Invitational, right. we usually have one two big names and a couple smaller guys. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think that we should have the expectations to win. They reseed after every mm-hmm. um, after every game. And so. if we can keep getting games at Mackey, exactly. that'll be huge too. And if we, you know, if the paint crew comes out like they've been all year, just lock, stock, and loaded barrel, that'll be a huge advantage for okay. us as well. So we'll move on to the tourney. Just wrapping up. Uh, last thing, what do you think uh, this year? Just the overall field, maybe some upsets. You're thinking? I and I don't uh, know. final four picks. I don't know what to make of this year of college either. basketball. There's just been so many 
teams you think they're good and then flop yeah. or you know just upsets in the regular season you just it's really hard to gauge who's a contender and who's not uh my final four i'm kind of stuck between five or six teams but i believe that michigan and ohio state are going to be in it for sure wow yeah. okay uh i think miami is for sure going to be in it i agree and then I keep kind of bouncing in between Kansas and Georgetown. Okay. I think those are going to be the two that come out of those conferences. Um, or that conference, excuse me. You, uh, I think um, in the in Georgetown and Florida, in their bracket, I think yeah. that's where Michigan is. Yeah. So I think, I think you I, think Michigan comes out of that one? I, in a couple, I think I have three or four, yeah, maybe sure. five brackets, and I – I usually have picked VCU beating Michigan. Okay. Yeah, I I think Michigan is. Um, I think Michigan goes out pretty. Yeah, pretty I, early. I think they capped in the middle of Big Ten season. And then we Louisville? saw the best they were going to play. What do you think about Louisville? The du- Louisville Duke. Um, that that whole Duke, area, I have, Michigan State. I think Duke's going to lose to Michigan State, but I would not be shocked if Duke made it to the Final Four. I know that's it. That's the toughest game. I think yeah. uh, one of the toughest games to call. Hopefully, uh, we get to see it as Michigan State Duke. Mm-hmm. Uh, a I complete did. change of styles, and I think Tom Izzo could definitely take down that team. Tom oh, Izzo's yeah. team could definitely take down Coach K's. Um, and then I think both of them have a great shot mm-hmm. uh, dethroning Louisville. Um, if I, they make it that far, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sold on Louisville. Me neither. Completely. And you know, I've I've actually picked St. Louis to beat Louisville in a couple I, different brackets. Yeah, I yeah. think that might be a little far fetched, but I don't know. Louisville can be so streaky. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I think um, I don't. I think either Duke, you know, one, two, or three from from Duke's bracket. You know, Louisville, Duke, or Michigan State. Bracket. That's a tough. That's a tough one. I think IU deserved the number one overall, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that they got lucky. Yeah, IU fans should be happy that they get the number one overall. Um, I think that IU basically has their ticket stamped to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they run into anybody. That New Mexico, they or I mean, not, sorry, uh, NC State. They run into maybe Syracuse. They run into you know people that they I can think, easily beat. I think Miami is going to be the one that takes them down though, just because Miami's big. They've got good guards. They're all they're all older guys. Mm-hmm. You know, fourth, fifth, even six year seniors, guys that can stretch the floor, shoot the ball, and I think they'll kind of play a Bo Ryan style where they'll make IU slow down, not let them get transition baskets. Because every time I've watched IU, yep. when you take away their transition game. They have such a hard time scoring, and people are starting to figure that out now. I think I agree with you. I think Miami comes out of that bracket. Um, I actually like Gonzaga to come out of theirs. Really? I like Gonzaga to come out of theirs. I think they're stronger than people realize. Um, I was tempted to pick Minnesota, or I mean, uh, Wisconsin over them, but um, I didn't. I think that it comes down to Ohio State and um, and Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I like Gonzaga coming out of that one. I like Florida. Coming out of Kansas's bracket up top, Ooh, really? I like Florida, so I like uh, I like a little South Beach tension uh, down there, Florida and uh, Miami. That'd be a good story. ESPN would eat that up. Absolutely. So I think I think um, that's what comes out, um, you know, of the right side of the bracket. On the left side, I have Gonzaga, and uh, I've been back and forth between Duke and Louisville, but I think yeah. Duke makes it. Um, Duke to the title and uh, Duke over Miami is who, I, or Duke over Florida, excuse me, is who I'm picking. I have. Either I'm I'm pretty sure the way Ohio State and Thad Mata has been coaching and the way Deshaun Thomas and Aaron Kraft have been playing, I think they have a good shot of going to the championship game, and I think they're going to either meet uh, Georgetown or Kansas. I have um, 
I have several Big Ten teams. I think I have three or four Big Ten teams in my Elite Eight, but I don't have. I have them all going out really in the, uh, into the Final Four. I believe maybe I'm just biased, but I believe in the Big Ten. I'm not sure if they have it, what it takes to win it all, though. I just. I really, really like Kansas, and I mm-hmm. really like Bill sure. Self as a coach. And sure. granted, they don't have a true point guard, but with Ben Macklemore, like oh, he's he is, so good. he is awesome. And when he's not playing, like when he's not, I'm, I've watched him play Kansas State, and he did not have a great shooting night. He did so much more than that. He assisted, rebounded hard, played good defense. You know, he's just one of those all-around guys that every team just drools over I think uh, he's gonna do it all and do what it takes for his team to win I think he's gonna end up being the number one pick um really you think so I think I think I definitely think so mm-hmm. um you know there's not that big of a crowd going yeah, now in that there year. is no all got hurt and his stock went down a little bit but I I think um I see, I see Ben Macklemore going pretty high I could believe that um but other than that, unfortunately, I think I see you have this written down. I do see a number, no, a, a first round upset of my Butler Bulldogs. Yes, uh, I think I think Bucknell's going to take him down. Bucknell's a good team. I, you know, it makes me sad. Yeah, I I trust Brad Stevens as a coach, and I always believe that Butler has some sort of wacky run in him, but maybe not this year. I, I think Butler is just kind of, you know, they've got good shooters, but. Outside of that, I mean, you know more about Butler than I. So, so Rodney maybe, Clark, maybe you can build if, an argument around if this. If Rodney Clark has a huge game and if Roosevelt Jones, Roosevelt Jones has a huge game, yeah. um, you know, I think they got a shot. But I think down low, that battle between Andrew Smith and Mike Muscala, mm-hmm. um, two, I think, future pro, future professionals. I Muscala think is going to sure. Muscala for sure. I think Andrew Smith definitely goes uh, second round. Yeah, um, you know you got a big that can chew, walk and chew gum at the same time. In the NBA right. take, take a flyer <laughs> on him. Um, but I think you know battle between two pros. Uh, you know, I think it comes really close, but I don't see Roosevelt Jones having a huge game, and I think. Um, yeah, I think uh, Bucknell beats them. I'm I'm very sad over it. Uh, I do think Illinois gets upset in the first round as well. I do well. too. Colorado's I think Colorado's going to take them down. Um, I uh, I think Iowa State's got what it takes to take out Notre Dame. I'm I'm not sure. I don't I don't ever trust Notre Dame in the uh, NCAA tournament. No. They're they're always a little overrated. And Iowa State, Fred Horberg's team, uh, old yeah. Indiana Pacer. I'm uh, you know I, I like you're a little that biased team. to that. Oh, yeah. I am by. I'm actually more biased against Notre Dame than I am for Fred Hoiberg, but um, I do. I agree with that pick. Uh, you have Pitt over Gonzaga. I do. I I don't know. I'm just not really truly sold on Gonzaga as a number one team. I think they're really good, but I think Kelly's going to get beat around by these massive Pitt big men. Like they have a couple guys that can throw on them, and I don't know. I just I think Pitt plays in a tougher conference in the Big East. You know, they got beat around all season. I I just think that's going to be kind of an upset right there. So I think um, we have some thoughts on the NCAA tourney, but, I, you know, it's a it's a toss-up. It's a cluster. So What did you say your biggest upset is? Mine's obviously pit over uh, the Zags. Pit over Zags is pretty big. Um, I like. I didn't have any huge up lower seed upsets. I I did like. Um, I really wanted to pick Slew over um, Louisville. Louisville. Slew has been really hot yeah. this last second half. I watched of the them play uh, season. VCU mm-hmm. on Sunday. That was a good game. And v- they beat up on Butler twice. They beat VC. They split VCU home and like they split the home and home series with VCU, mm-hmm. and then beat them in the tournament. Um, they won the regular season. Uh, a ten title. They won the tournament. 
I, man, Slew is I mean, hot. The NCAA is all about who can heat up at the right time, and they're definitely on that track. Um, I also like, um, with exception uh, of one, I like all of the three seeds uh, in the tournament. The three seeds uh, that I really love are Michigan State, Florida, and New Mexico. I really mm-hmm. like all three of those. I was really tempted to pick New Mexico to beat Ohio State. Really, I think New, I, I really do believe in all those three seeds. I originally had New Mexico losing to Arizona in oh, wow. the round of 32. Yeah, but I went back, you know, looked at statistics, watched some games or watched some clips, some highlights. Yeah, and I I switched that. They have the biggest guy in the NCAA tournament. Their center seven three. I, I heard that <laughs> He's today. Huge. That's enormous. I think yeah. I I really like those three three seeds um, and the two seed. Uh, out of IU's bracket in uh, in Miami. Miami coming out, so I could see that being a Final Four. Yeah, I you know I was so unsure about Miami when they started getting big, but after watching them, they are really really good. For sure, really good. I really like Miami, and again they're they're striking fire, and Shane Larkin oh, yeah. is just going nuts. I think you know I, Shane Larkin now reminds me of um of Kemba Walker a couple of years ago just striking fire at the right time so I don't know they could be pretty dangerous you think he'll go in the NBA draft this year I don't I he hasn't been he's a sophomore he hasn't been very committal like he's been non-committal about it but I you know it's not a very talented field and next year's draft is going to be absolutely loaded uh Mm. the freshman class coming in coming in the next year is going to be really good so I think he should go yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. Jared Solinger should have gone after his freshman year, but went into more talented draft class and got hurt. So, Absolutely. Well, we've shown you our thoughts. We've given you our awards. Uh, sh- uh, told you about how we think Purdue's going to finish in the CBI tournament. Gave you our uh, little fun awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Sheehy is a cock. And our thoughts on the NCAA tournament. And also about our... Never mind. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. For joining us again, we really appreciate it. We love doing this. I think mm-hmm. we'll have a couple more. Maybe yeah. we'll touch on the maybe we'll touch on the uh, the women's tournament. Um, women's tournament, maybe some baseball and some baseball. We'll maybe see. Do we'll that see this weekend. Goes. That'll be Figure fun. Out a baseball game. That'll be pretty fun. So we'll see. We'll kind of play it by ear, Steve. We'll be it's around. A pleasure. Uh, niche. Love doing this. Thank Let's you. Do it again sometime. Absolutely, we will. Thank you, listeners. Stay classy. We'll see. We're going big and we're picking up steam You can't stop the train when we're coming down the lane Throw the hammer to the ground when we visit your town You know it's going down When we're coming down the lane Throw the hammer to the ground when we visit your town And you know it's going down